What's up, y'all? Welcome back. Happy Monday, everyone. Welcome to Chill to Action on the Call to Action Network. It's me, your girl, Danielle here. Welcome back, y'all. Thank you, thank you. I am here once again with my favorite co-host, Mr. Paul Denuzio. It's me. It's me. It's PLD. What's going on, everybody? Good to be here. That's right. And we have, once again, one of the favorite members of the Call to Action podcast, one of our favorite co-hosts and our guest tonight, Mr. Billy Belford. PLD is not a thing. It's definitely a thing now. It's a, it's a weird, it's a thing. It's, it's a weird kind of, thing. It's a weird Real thing. Weird, bro. I'm a weird guy. What do you want to say? <laughs> And tonight, y'all, we are super pumped and so proud to have for the first time on Call to Action, on Chill to Action, one of the favorites of the Call to Action podcast, my my lovely little snuggle bug, Mrs. Zosini! Hi, guys! I love that you threw in the misses. That was kind of adorable. <laughs> yeah, like, I slipped the tongue for just a quick second. True once, true once upon a time. <laughs> True to life, I think Rachel has probably logged more hours than some of our hosts. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, if you count New Year's Eve, then yeah, probably. <laughs> New Year's Eve, both on and off screen. Like, uh, that's a funny thing people don't know. You were always a five-hour stream, and then after it it uh, was over, we ended up being on screen for what, like three hours? Just Another talking. three hours. Yeah, oh I like God. I cooked. Like I was making food with you guys at like three o'clock in the morning. That is that has that definitely has to go down as one of the best episodes of Ladies Night ever. Oh, if man, not the so absolute fun. best episode of Ladies Night. I mean, well, we might have to top it for Valentine's Day. Ooh. And Valentine's do, like, Day? do like a Galentine's Day episode. Galentine's just, Day. Just saying. I mean, I know it's in like two weeks, but still. And, I mean, that's, that's fine. We can, we can always figure that stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know me. Give me five minutes notice. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel, Back. thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for being a part of Chill to Action. Now, uh, when you were on Ladies Night, there was a little bit of weird confusion about whether or not you have been on Chill to Action or not. But this is your first official appearance on Chill. Yeah. Excellent. It's been a long yeah. time since I've had a first, so this is fun. <laughs> yeah. <you're first. laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm feeling a little sassy tonight. It's late. It's late. Perfect. Sorry for starting late, y'all. That is completely 100% my bad. <laughs> Totally apologize. My bad. But uh, Rachel, sure. your first appearance, whenever you were talking about that, you were the very first guest on Ladies Night. That's right. Yeah. So it was. Ladies all I know is I get to hang out with you guys all the time. So that's all that really matters. It all blends. After it, yeah. It just. <laughs> oh, I love Chris. Chris Adams says eight hours of Rachel Solistrini is still not enough. Uh, uh, some would argue that, but <laughs> I love you for saying that. <laughs> I'm in agreement. I'm in agreement. I no, I 100% agree. I am a big fan, Rachel. Thank you so much. So, Rachel, really quickly, the very first question that we always like to ask everyone coming on Chill to Action is, of course, why Schmodown? How did you get involved? What got you into the Schmodown? Um, short answer, Makuga. Long answer, uh, I went to a WonderCon in 2017, and as everybody does before they go to conventions, um, you read you know, whatever, like the list and schedule of panels. And so I was perusing it one night, uh, a few nights before the con, and all of a sudden you just see Schmodown. 
I'm like, what? Can I swear? Sorry. Yeah, oh, you swear. <laughs> Where like, what, what the fuck is a schmodown? <laughs> um, and the uh, the first line is, have you ever wondered what movie trivia would be like with the competitiveness of UFC and uh, the theatrics of WWE? And I was like, tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> um, and uh, so I went to the panel. I was literally at the con by myself because I was in town on tour with An American in Paris. And uh, everybody had to work that day. So <laughs> it was my birthday present from my assistant and my best friend to have that whole weekend off. So they covered the shifts for me and I got to drive down to Anaheim and hung out and it was amazing. Um, and then I went to the panel and it was packed and I walked straight to the front, turned around and there were three empty seats with two purses on them. And I ended up sitting next to Wendy Lee Zaney and my now manager, Grace Hancock. Uh, and I had no idea what was going on. And then the lights dimmed and they did the introductions and like Harloff and <clears throat> Campia uh, were on stage, like introducing the season. And then they introduced like Roka and they played music and he came out wearing a belt. And I was just uh, like a kid in a candy store. I was like, this is everything I could have ever asked for in my life that I didn't know I needed to ask for. Um, and then they did like, you know, they were smack talking and the fans were standing in line and like giving them more shit than I thought that any fan ever had a right to give a complete stranger. If like, that's not the story of Schmodown. <laughs> like I get it now, but like at the time I was like, dude, that's really fucked up. Like that's personal <laughs> shit. Like they're like going after like Roka's inability to grow a beard and like calling him not a real man and shit like that. I'm like, dude. Calm down. <laughs> amateur hour. But like everyone's laughing and booing and cheering. It was hilarious. And then they did a speed round. And I'm sitting there, my arms crossed, my hand on my face. And every question they asked, I do this. Like, I know this. I know this one. I know this one. Right. And so Makuga's sitting like six feet in front of me. And uh, as soon as they ask this one question that nobody answered, I'm sitting there like, I know this. And they're like, no one knows this. And Cuckoo's like, she knows this. I'm like, yeah. And the question was, um, in Mary Poppins, when I knew it was Mary, be a question. <laughs> when does, well, I mean, I knew all of them too, but like nobody knew this one. And it said, um, when did when does Mary Poppins say that she will leave the bank's children? And I'm like, oh, I know that. Mm, I know this. So I'm like trying not to like scream out the answer and call them idiots. Um, <laughs> so Makuga, I mean, the speed round or like fans? No, this was the competitors with like the buzzer. Wow. Yeah. They didn't know when the wind changes. They didn't know and, that one. Yeah. So like I'm sitting there like outside my mind and I was like, I was like, yeah, I know this one. Um, they're like, okay, well, what is it? I was like, when the wind changes, it comes from the West. I'm like, and how dare you not know that we are spitting distance from Disneyland. We're in like the Anaheim Convention Center. Like, <laughs> what's wrong with you guys? So then Makuga's just like, you've known all of these answers. I'm like, yeah, he's like, we're going to talk later. So at uh, the Marriott, just down the way, um, they had like a, they, they were like, we're going to be at the bar at three. Come by and say hi. So I walked over and I had my phone in one hand and my Jameson in the other. And all of a sudden, Makuga, in his bright magenta suit <laughs> that made me fall like half in love with him just for wearing that suit. And then the other half was just because he's Makuga. Walks up to me and he goes, hey, you're the girl in the front row. I was like, yeah. He goes, follow me. And I'm like, I'm going to get killed. Awesome. <laughs> so he starts leading me through the crowd. He takes me up to Christian and he's like, hey, this is the girl I was telling you about. And I'm like, what is going on? Completely not even like, I'm like, I don't understand this. 
And he's like, oh, so you did pretty well. And I'm like, yeah, they weren't that hard. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't that hard? Oh, the hubris of youth. Um, <laughs> and so he's like, oh, really? And I'm like, yeah. And so we started talking and he, you know, had a desperate need for females to compete at that time. And I ended up staying in contact with him because I still have like another year and like another like 16 months of tour left. And I was like, yeah, I'm moving back to LA when I'm done with tour so I can compete then. So I stayed in contact and I had breaks and I'd come back to LA and visit friends. And then I'd come see tapings and, um, and really got into it. Like I literally went home that night from WonderCon and like binge like eight hours of Schmodown. Like I was exhausted the next day, like Sunday at the convention because I had just like not slept and had just <laughs> binged like the first like like two and a half seasons of uh Schmodown. And I was like, this is everything I want in my life right now. Um and now it really is the only thing in my life right now. <laughs> which is sad and amazing at the same time. So no that I is the story. That is the story of most of our lives. The Schmodown has definitely overtaken a lot of it. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. You're a big wrestling fan also, right? Huge. Yeah. I grew up, uh, my dad wanted boys, and he got three girls. <laughs> so karma was like, fuck you. Um, but he was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to teach him what wrestling is anyway. So we would like, I have like very vivid memories of being like three and four years old, like on Saturday afternoons with my dad in the living room watching wrestling on TV, my dad would be laying on the ground and I would literally jump off the arm of the couch and like drop an elbow onto him and like fake wrestle. And like, I was a Hulkamaniac and I loved the ultimate warrior. And uh, I'd run around the house talking like Randy Savage. My mom's like, what is wrong? Like, why is my daughter possessed? I'm like, oh yeah. She's like, what the hell? <laughs> but uh, yeah, we, uh, I got to meet, um, I got to meet Owen Hart before he died. Oh, wow. um, yeah, I got uh, to meet Randy Sat or not Randy Savage. Uh, I got to meet Roddy Roddy Piper uh, um, on Alcatraz. Like, like we were leaving Alcatraz, and these guys with WCW Nitro jackets were like walking onto the dock, like onto the, the island with like big like pelican cases full of gear. And then we see Ra my sister and I see Roddy Piper, and we're like tiny like I think I'm maybe eight years old eight or nine years old but I was real short and real skinny and like Rowdy Piper is like <laughs> a behemoth of a man in comparison <laughs> and so like I remember that was when his son was really sick uh, he was like in the hospital and like um, nobody knew what was going to happen and so like we like stopped we stopped Rowdy and we we're like Mr. Piper we hope your son's okay. And he like Aww. got down on one knee and like Aww. was talking to us. And I was like trying not to fangirl because even then I knew not to do that. Um, but uh, yes, Rowdy sure. Piper is only here for two things. Hugging me. <laughs> awesome. Um, but we have this great picture. I wish I could find it. But I think my mom has it buried in a box. But it's like Rowdy and then like my sister and me. And we're like a third of his height. And he's right. like, he was the nicest man. He like talked to us about what we liked and what sports we played. And like, we told him to tell his son, we said good, you know, we wish him well and stuff like that. It was really sweet. It's That's funny you mentioned that like Roddy Piper being such a behemoth of a man. Cause like when you watch wrestling, like, comparatively to the yeah. wrestlers, he was always one of the smaller guys, but it's true because when you see the really behemoth guys, then it's like, like for example, when I was young, my father actually promoted 
WWF events around like Albany once or twice. Not nothing big, um, but Big John Stud swam oh. in my pool. Oh my god! How and much float over the sides? The whole, the whole fucking pool. Yeah. And of course, I was a whole like maniac. Boulder and a puddle. So I went to, <laughs> like a boulder and a puddle. Uh, that's our new T-shirt, by the way. Uh, it's going to come out soon. We're going to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, I was like, I was a Hulk maniac. So I, I attacked him by jumping on him, and he like just like with one finger, like just pushed me into the pool. Like the other oh side yeah. Of the pool. <laughs> I was actually doing. Um, I worked for this uh, catering company, and that had a uh, they had coolers uh, up in was it? like near Sacramento area, San Ramon area, um, in Northern California. And so one day I was. Uh, dropping off some stuff into the freezer and I got lost like completely like could like there were like six different addresses listed on the building sides I couldn't figure it out I finally found a door that was open and I walked in and it was uh, Ken Shamrock's training facility and I was just like uh you're Ken Shamrock and he's like can I help you and I'm like I'm really lost and my phone, like it was before like smartphones. Like I had a shitty flip phone that had like no GPS. <laughs> and like for some reason it wasn't charging in the car. So my battery was dead. I was like, do you, can I use your phone and like look up where I need to go? And I don't have any of the directions. And he's like, yeah, sure. So like I do that. And then we're just sitting there for a few minutes. And I'm just like, can I ask a favor? <laughs> Because, like, nobody was in there. I think he was, like, just getting set up for, like, a, a, a training session or something. And I, he was like, what? And I was like, can I choke slam you? <laughs> and he's like, I'm sorry, what? And I was, like, I was like, look, my dad raised me on wrestling. I know exactly who you are. Like, you're a legend, you know? Like, this is an honor to meet you. I'm like, can I choke slam you? And he's like, Absolutely. So I got to chokeslam Cam Ken Shamrock, wow. which is like, like my big. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I got to, <laughs> I got to put one on over on a on Ken. It was really that's fun. Really cool. That's super cool. I should have put him in an ankle lock. That would have been much better. No, <laughs> Make it I, because something would have happened. Like his, his thigh would have twitched or something, and my leg would have shattered. You know, like I didn't want to put him in that situation. So. Um, but he was very sweet about it. He was very kind and like let me choke slam him. Speaking of wrestlers you've met, I've noticed he recently met one that's a pretty big wrestler in your life. I think McFoley. <sighs> that was that. That was your first time okay. meeting him. I'm assuming it. It really was. So <sighs> the way that this came about is that, uh, as you guys all know, who Jen is, uh, Jen Decker uh, Sturger. We, we love her. her. We love Jen. Jen. Show some respect, Billy. <laughs> anyway, I love I love Jen. She is an, an amazing woman, and she does so much for everybody. And like, yeah. I just try and support her as much as possible. And so, she, I guess Mick was going to be on Swings and Misses, which is her and her husband's podcast with She's Eddie Pence. By the way, oh my oh gosh. my god, you so can't have you can't be doing anything while you're listening to it. Like, you can't be mm. cooking because you're just going to chop your finger off because you're <laughs> laughing so hard. You'll you can't be driving because you'll just like slam on the brakes or put yourself into wall. Like just don't do anything. It's just very, listen and laugh. It is so great. Um, but so one night they I guess uh, the next day McFoley was going to be on and I was like I don't fangirl about a lot of people, but McFoley has been a hero of mine since I was a child and I probably like if I ever met him I'd probably break down into happy tears, and he like 
instantly DM'd me because this was on Twitter and I tagged him. And like, well, let me see if I can pull up the uh, the interaction because I like freaked the fuck out. I was like, this this isn't real. Like, I know that there's a check mark there, but like, this yeah. can't be real. Like, you're Nick Foley's not messaging me, and so like, it's just. I got into like, like I'm not as into wrestling as most people who watch the show know as most people in the Schmodown are, but I do remember. Uh, little teeny tiny pockets of WCW and WWE and stuff like that. So it's always really interesting um, listening to other women talk about wrestling because it, at that time it genuine it wasn't marketed towards us. Like it wasn't anything no. that no. that was no, like pushed towards us. Yeah, were, now it's, there's such a strong female presence inside of the AEW and everything else that's going on right now with yeah. especially with the Royal Rumble having its own like separate section, which yeah. I thought was fucking amazing. Yeah, good on them. And I mean, uh, it, I really respect what AEW is doing just because, like, well, I mean, we can get onto that tangent in a second. But, like, so Mick, Mick messaged me and he said, where do you live, Rachel? I would love to have you as my guest at one of the shows if you can make it to any. And I said, I live in L.A., Glendale. I'm sorry, but is this seriously you? And then he sends me this. I want to see if you can hear it. Can you hear it? Barely. Yeah, okay. 100%. So it's, it's basically, he literally is sitting in a hotel room d filming a video for me being like, hi, Rachel. Yes, it's me. And I like started crying just like, <laughs> oh my God. I literally responded back with, oh, holy shit. <laughs> oh, holy shit. But yeah, so he was amazing. I, I actually took, um, I took Adam Witt with me uh, and the two of us had so much fun. I mean, Adam's just like one of my favorite human beings that was ever created. Um, he's just like the nicest, funniest dude ever. Um, and so Adam went with me out to, <laughs> out to the middle of nowhere um, in Ontario. And uh, we went and saw the show. And then like he asked us to like, he's like, yeah, after the show, just come back. Like, well, I'll have you escorted back. And like, you, you know, we can see each other and like hang out for a few minutes before I have to go do my VIP meet and greet. And I was like, okay. So it was very, it was very emotional. And then like, he called me out. And so one of the, like, he, he likes to start off his shows with like a little bit of like, with like three questions from like the crowd. And then he starts telling stories. And then at the end, people will ask questions and he'll go off on tangents. It very, it's very, um, Kevin Smith-esque. Yeah. yeah. Um, another one of my favorites. Um, we'll get there. <laughs> but, um, but so he literally, like, the first question, he's like, whoa, wait, where's Rachel? And I'm like, no, that's my name. I, like, literally almost started crying. He's like, what's your, he's like, what's your question? Uh, and my question was, um, so I don't know if you guys know this about McFoley, but he is a huge Christmas fan. Like, he loves Christmas. He has a room in his house dedicated just to christmas like there's constantly a christmas tree up yeah he loves it he loves santa he loves everything christmas so my, yeah so my my question was what is your favorite christmas movie because obviously it has to be movie related because i'm me um on brand he said elf and i love him for that because he seems like such like this really tough guy because i mean he's he is king of hardcore like he created the whole hardcore genre and like perfected it and 
with mankind and um like oh god it's he's Cactus just Jack. Cactus Jack thank you I was like why am I stumbling on this name like my brain is just so full of love with him um and he like created all of this and like he was the reason that uh basically that they couldn't show blood on screen anymore because they you know, all of his matches there was so much blood that they were just like nope no more um so he was and then we got to meet him afterwards and he was very very sweet we got to talk for a little bit and i like almost cried when he hugged me and then i'm like okay we have to leave now um so it was very it was very wonderful and he is like the nicest and he like still like we'll check in with each other every now and then like it was like almost a month ago and i'm still like hey how's the road that's aw that's that's awesome it's like i will say if you ever want to read a good wrestling biography his oh which one because he's good, he is he, the things that he's the things that he's done should have rendered him like completely brain dead like the fact that he can still like not just stand up straight but can form full sentences like understands what's going on around him like isn't missing more of himself than just his ear like the man should be a vegetable and he is a times best-selling author right like, <laughs> like multiple times over like he hand wrote hand wrote his first autobiography that's yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Lucas style like with the yellow pad paper yeah. yeah yeah he's amazing and just he's he's so smart about everything he does it's, it's he's phenomenal. so I could, dedicated to his like, i remember watching that hell to sell live during the oh. watch that live and i like still was like <sighs> what are you doing i remember i, I called team. my dad during that uh and was literally like daddy I think he's dead. <laughs> I think he died. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> that's literally what, what the undertaker said to uh, uh, Terry Funk when he came in, he leaned over and he goes, is he breathing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like and Terry Funk tried to throw a few punches. Like I got to stall. I got to do something. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what it was. Cause he was just starting to regain consciousness. It was nuts. And people forget that like, not only did they have that match and then goes through all this and, and the match ends, he had to come out later on that night. He yeah. interfered in the main event that night. He, he's the main event, like limping down. I'm like, Oh my God, go home. Nick. Yeah. <laughs> go home. You're just go lay down on the structure. Or you'll be fine. <laughs> Dedicated. For anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, it's a, a match at Helena, the first ever. It wasn't a hell. It was at a. It was. A, it was like a house. No, it was a. It was a no. SummerSlam. A, a, a king, king of the not king of the. Um, it wasn't a well, Royal Rumble. It, I'm pretty sure it was Hell in the Cell. Guys, if anybody no, remembers or wants to look that up, that, that was the match. Before, it's before yeah, there was a Hell in a Cell pay per view because that's the first ever. That's the second Hell in a Cell match. First I know, was, I know what happened in '98 because yeah, I was 14. Um, he gets thrown off the top of a 25 foot high steel no, no, cage. No, not off of, through King of the Ring. He, well, no, he first, got choke slammed first, through. First he gets thrown off of it. Oh yeah, and then he, and then he has to climb up, back up. Climbs back up on top of it and then gets choke slammed into the ring through the top of the cage, which wasn't supposed to break. Oh, it allegedly, was, it was King it was of a then, King of the Ring. Yeah, it was apparently held together. The, the top of the the top of the 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 cage was apparently held together by zip ties. Yeah. And oh, like yeah. as they were stepping onto it, he he said that he remembered the sound of the zip ties snapping. Yeah. And he was like, "Well, that's not good." 
<laughs> you think? Like, uh, as he's telling me the story, like, the match started replaying in my mind, and I was getting anxious all over again. I'm like, okay, we need to stop this story. <laughs> yeah. I, I seriously, like, watching your tweets and uh, watching Jen Sturger's stuff and all of that stuff, like, genuinely makes me want to get get into it, get back into wrestling and all of that stuff, because I do love the stories, like the stories that are a part of it and getting into it, that's that's really neat. And I love that the Schmodown has that little tie-in with it because it allows it, like the whole heel and face sort of thing behind it just makes me makes me really genuinely have this appreciation for showmanship oh. when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah. And um, wrestling, for as much as I can remember and for the like the tiny bit that I did watch, like it's that's that's some hardcore showmanship right there. Yeah, and actually, if you want to get back into it, it's super easy. Like, I got back into AEW. I got back into wrestling through AEW. Um, I was I was staying with uh, PJ in Arizona for a week when I had a week off with John Leguizamo. And uh, uh, it was right before uh, Full Gear. And he, had, he was like, yeah, I'm getting Full Gear, so I'm just going to catch up on some of the episodes beforehand. And I was like, okay, that sounds awesome. Uh, and then he starts watching one of them, and there's this scene where Cody Rhodes, who created AEW, like he's like the, you know, I mean, he's the son of legendary wrestler Dusty Rhodes. Um, so Cody Rhodes was chasing uh, the inner circle, which has uh, Chris Jericho and like a whole bunch of other wrestlers, like up into this like VIP skybox and just punches through the glass of the door. And I was like, oh my God, I'm back in. Tell me everything what's going on and like ever since i just i just got sucked in and i just went to cleveland um last week to go see uh the taping which was amazing um at one point john moxley comes running through the crowd like back up and like literally stops like right next to me and i'm like mm -hmm. you're john moxley Hi. And he's like he's like a badass he's like he's like he's like a cactus jack with lethal intent which is phenomenal. Yeah. Okay, so um, I'm sorry if anyone else has wrestling questions, please ask them. But I, me personally, I have to ask you about my sweetheart, one of the like my favorite performers that I've ever seen in my entire life, Mr. John Leguizamo, Johnny Legs. Like you <sighs> tour with him, you do all of that stuff with it. Like, please tell me as much about John Leguizamo as you possibly can. So I'm touring with him and doing all of that stuff because it's a big job that you've done for a while. Yeah. Okay. So for anybody who doesn't know, I used to tour um, with punk and metal bands uh, doing merchandise and massage therapy and production promotions, yada, yada, yada uh, for about nine years. And then I got a real job and toured with a uh, Disney theatrical group um, with Beauty and the Beast for five years. And through that, I worked pretty much every Disney Broadway performance Nice. Um, that was on Broadway and on tour. Um, so I did get to work with the original Newsies. Um, I actually yelled at uh, Jeremy one night because he didn't acknowledge me when I said that he did a great job. That was actually my <laughs> first night there. It was really funny. Uh, so now every time I see him, I'm like, hey! And he's like, oh, I remember you. Because um, <laughs> you'll remember when I yell at them, apparently. Um, <laughs> uh, and then when Beauty closed in July of 2016, um, I got a job touring with an American in Paris. Um, now the company that did an American in Paris tour, it was absolutely beautiful. I wish that more people had seen it. Yeah. Um, it was, it's like 
they so they took the movie from 1942 uh, with Gene Kelly and Leslie Caron um, and made it into a, a ballet musical. Um, like it's very heavily like all like most of the dance is very heavily like point shoes ballet um, done with like a modern jazz twist. It was absolutely stunning and they sang and danced and it was amazing. Um, and then through that company, I also got to work for John Leguizamo on Broadway during a Thanksgiving break. So John does these one man shows. They're so um, good. They're not stand-ups. <laughs> he does right. do stand-up, but his one man shows are very much a one man show. It's got a message. Um, it's telling a story. It's very complete. It's not there just to make you laugh, but he also has this amazing ability to teach you things. Um, and so for this one, it was Latin history for morons. And it basically is, the best Latin history 101 class you could ever take. Um, it's like 85% absolute fact and like 15% hyperbole and like funny things. Um, but so I worked it for a week and I actually got um, a book signed for John Roca, um, which is really funny because we had this whole like who's on first situation. Um, it, was my la it, it was my last night there and John would come from his meet and greet and have to come back through um, the merchandise area to get back into the house to get to his dressing room to collect his things and leave. So we walked back, I was like, hey, I'm leaving. Just, I wanted to say thank you so much for like the four shows I got to work. And he's like, wait, what do you mean leaving? Like, you're you're here. And I'm like, no, I have to go back on my tour. And he's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, I just need you to sign this book. He's like, great, who is it too? I'm like, John. He's like, yeah. What? <laughs> no, no, John. Wait, wait, wait who's, who's, John, who's, who's John. Who? John, yeah. What? What? <laughs> like literally it was for like a good minute solid, like a solid minute. And I was just like, oh my God, his name is John Roca. Your name is John Leguizamo. I need you, John, to write to John. Yeah. Dear John. Uh so we had a good laugh over that. And then um when he was going back out on tour, um, I knew that he was gonna be in LA for like like an eight week sit down. And so I called my old boss and I was like, hey, um, if you're still doing the merchandise and you need somebody to run his show here in LA, like let me know. And through a series of unfortunate events for somebody else, um, I ended up getting hired like two day, like like three days after the tour started or after the, sh the shows in LA started. Um, and I was walking backstage before a show and I guess he was still doing sound check and I was walking on stage to go to the front of house and he was back there and I was like, Hey, I just wanted to introduce myself. My name is Rachel. Um, I'm going to be running your merchandise. So if you need, have any questions or need anything, like, let me know. And he goes, wait a minute, you've worked for me before. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, sexaholics. I was like, what did you just call me? <laughs> um, <laughs> he, got, he, he got a very horror stricken look on his face. And I was like, no, 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 no. I know it's a show. Like, no, I did this. Show, I worked your show over Thanksgiving a few years ago when it was on Broadway. And he goes, oh, that's right. And then you left for tour again. Like, how was the rest of your tour? Like, how, how long were you out there for? And like started asking me all these questions. And I'm like, wow, you really do remember me. Uh. Um, and he's like the nicest man ever. And just like every night would stop by after uh, his signings and just like ask how shows were, like how the sales were. And like so many celebrities were coming up uh, to the show and it was amazing. Leo came to a show one night. 
And I was losing my ever loving mind because my little 16 year old heart was pounding because Romeo and Tybalt were in the same building as I was. And I was like, I have to get a picture, but I have to work after the show. And like, I, I bite my thumb at you, sir. I do bite my thumb. I do not bite my thumb at you, sir. Yeah. So and he gave me shit for that. He was like, you a big Leo fan? I'm like, first of all, Everyone is a big Leo fan. Everyone around Everybody. your age is a big Leo fan. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, everybody loves something that Leo has done. He is amazing. And I'm like, and second, I didn't want a picture with Leo. I wanted a picture with Romeo and Tybalt. And he was like, <laughs> are you serious? I'm like, yes, John. I am a 35-year-old woman. I was going through a very important time in my sexual awakening when that movie came out. Hell of course yeah. I want a picture. And like, hell yes. Like I've I told uh I told John numerous times. I was like, yeah, no, I had a massive crush on you as Tibble. Like, it's real hard to see you right now, still. Like, you're still sexy. And he just would blush and like good looking stop man. it. He is a good looking man. Yes. I, um John Likosama was a very uh important person in my life, especially being being a Latin person. Um, that was a lot of the only representation that I had seen for a long time. So his yeah. one man acts, especially being someone who comes from theater what was really important for me to see so man it's just so good to hear that he was a nice guy oh yeah no he, i love I, him so much oh yeah oh no tim i talked to him about everything um this is so good i was, I was, I was singing that song i don't remember the song i'm sorry <laughs> i was wearing um i was actually wearing the uh the top 10 live shirt one night after a show and like we happened to be in the same uh like we, we happened to like meet up at the hotel bar after the show and uh, he's like, I really like that sign. I'm like, well, funny story. Um, it's my friend's podcast. And I described it for him and he was really interested. So um, I was like, yeah, if you ever want to be on there and talk like top 10 Latin movies, like Roka would love to do that with you. And he was like, yeah, I'll think about it. Like, I'll let you know. And I described what the Schmodan was and he was super excited. And which was another reason I was super bummed to miss New York because I was going to go hang out with John um because we went out to lunch uh together in dc uh so that i could get to know he has this project coming out um uh it's this new latinx uh comic book that sounds phenomenal um i can't remember it off the top of my head right now but just google john leguizamo latin comic uh book, comic book uh and it'll pop up uh, i think it's still doing some f crowdfunding um but it was like, I had to know about the project in order to tell people about it to like help fund it. And so we went out to lunch and had like a two hour lunch of us just like sitting back and like chilling. And he like asked me so much about my life and we just got to become friends. And then we're like texting during the rest of the tour. And I would just like randomly sit on my bed and just be like, I'm friends with John Leguizamo. Girl. <laughs> Which is the, like, like I've had some really crazy out there things happen in my life, but like that for some reason was like the thing that made my brain like stop working. Um, like I text him, I text like I, I text him when I found out he got nominated for an Emmy. We like ended up texting for like 10 minutes and like like Christmas and New Year's came around and I was like, you know, Merry Christmas to you and yours. And like, I got to meet his daughter in Chicago and she is the cutest little thing. She's smaller than you, Danny. It is Aww. adorable. That's small. That's small. She's, she's small. She's S-M-all. Um, but it was just, it was amazing. 
Yeah, uh, Davlin says his first uh, HBO one-man show, that would be Freak. Yep. I watched that so many times when I was far too young. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, I mean, that's going on like, that's, that's coming close to like 20, 25 years. No, seriously, yeah. That's how long he's been doing these one-man shows and he's and been- And they're so good. They're so incredibly, they're done so well. It was yeah. a big inspiration for me, like growing up. <laughs> don't encourage it. Stop it. He's not here for me to deflate his ego, okay? He's not home yet. Um, I legitimately cannot remember the first thing that I saw John like was in like I can't I can't remember I'm more than sure that it was um that it was the past but I like just um Tu Wong Fu was one of my favorite movies growing up as a kid legitimately it really was and I'm not gonna lie when I was little I I was terrified of him and Spawn oh but 100%. I, I still loved him, so I needed to watch Spawn because he was in Spawn. This man <coughs> played the violator, Chichi Rodriguez. Mm -hmm. Uh what else? Like what were like a Tibbles? Like the man can go from comic book to drag to Shakespeare. <laughs> Not even a fucking thought. Like, like I know that there's like so much work that he puts into it, but it looks so effortless and that just is a huge testament like i could go on for hours about how much i adore john leguizamo no, um and he's like i will let you legit my one of my like i feel he's one of those people that has come into my life that i'm like incredibly like humbled and grateful for getting a chance to like be a part of his life like just <laughs> it's i am i am a blip in his life and i'm like that is amazing he legit is one of those actors that always appears in projects and you're kind of like, you know, no matter what the project is, its value just went up. Like, oh, absolutely. Like just a little, like supporting characters of John Wick, for example, uh, when he was on Bloodline, the, the Netflix show with Ben Mendelsohn, like season three, I think it was, uh, stint on ER, you just knew this is all of a sudden a better show now. Yeah, one of the things I actually regret, I, I completely forgot to ask him was if he ever got to drive the car in John Wick. Yeah, like before it died. Yeah, that, that, that would be that would be something I would put into my fucking writer. Like that's in my contract. Like I just need to take it for a spin. Like let me teach me how to do a donut hole. Teach me how to burn out, and let me take it literally to McDonald's and pick up fries or something. Like that's all I want. Cam Cam Shaft in the chat had uh, mentioned him being in Super Mario Brothers, and that might legitimately be where it was. That was the one movie. He couldn't save. That was it. And to lose and to lose and move on Rouge like this. He has worked on his knees, and I don't mean that in a derogatory form. <laughs> <laughs> he has wow, such amazing he has had such amazing roles, like where he has had to physically put himself into like not danger, but just like in peril. Like both the violator and to lose, he was constantly on his knees. Like that, I'm sorry, but that is Painful. Give this man an award already. Jesus. I will give him all of the awards. Gosh. So much. You're turning this into the John Leguizamo. Who that's, that's exactly that's what, yeah. He can legitimately yeah. win in, what is it, an EGOT? That's what it is? Yeah. The, yeah. The, the Emmy, Emmy Grammy, Emmy Oscar, uh, Oscar Tony. Tony. Yeah. He's definitely, I'm pretty sure he's won a few Tonys for his, for his shows. Um, I think he's won an, an Emmy at least. I thought it was one for uh, he won it for ER. I think didn't he? 
Yeah, I think so. So he just need. I mean, honestly, he needs to win an Oscar like so badly. An Oscar. Um, he absolutely deserves it. He is so phenomenal in everything. Just he needs does. the right role because he could he could win in heartbeats. I mean, to be fair, he had it. It was Chi Chi. Well, yeah, true. <laughs> yes. That's true. He's he's. I was walking away from him one day, and he spoke as Chi Chi, and I turned around and I was like, "I'm just warning you, don't do that again." <laughs> like, <laughs> like I will kidnap you, and we will go, and I will like make you run lines with me. Like that is just how this is gonna go. I, I'm I'm just gonna cry just being that that like third degree away from that. So. Oh. Yeah, he's the best. <sighs> All right, so we do have to talk a little bit about the Shmoda. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that old thing. <laughs> you got other stuff to talk about, too. Bet the Shmoda, too, though, so go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> We're super excited for you and your faction. Um, the This whole draft thing was such such a great turn inside of the Shmoda. We just took a hard left. It's totally fine. Um, <laughs> so you've been a part of the Shmoda for a long enough time to see a lot of the changes that have happened within it. Um, you're you're part of the whole anarchy thing. That was how you know we were introduced to you and Devon as a team. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we were talking about movies previously, and I just want to let uh, Adelaide know: yes, he can sing. John Leguizamo can sing. I know it's not it's not fair, um, but yes, I'm part of the den, and it's wonderful. And it's all the changes. Sorry, just wanted to get yeah. So so <laughs> oh, so going from the anarchy. The anarchy thing where you're teammates with Devon Stewart, you are now teammates and reveal that you're teammates with one of our favorite people on this show, Mr. Ben Goddard. Yeah. Yeah, I'm super excited. Um, ben has a great wealth of knowledge. Um, and he's just super quippy, which I absolutely love. Um, like he's he's like Devin, but like cranked down a little bit in intensity. And like cranked up a little bit in his knowledge. Um, so it's going to be really, really fun to see. We're actually, I think we're going to meet up this week to kind of go over like some, we've already been texting and like exchanging like, okay, so strengths. Like what are we looking for for the wheel? Because our first match films on the 15th. Nice. So we'll see what happens. Um <laughs> But no, I'm not I'm, giving anything away. Do you feel like your strengths match up pretty well? I mean, um, yeah, but like, uh, I mean, for like the brief amount that we've talked about it, you don't necessarily want your strengths to overlap completely. Right. Right. Um, you want them to have a nice common ground of right. that middle Venn diagram area. Um, but I think that we both have a really good like base knowledge um, to, that we can pull from, and that I think that. Uh, uh, some of our strengths might be a little um, unexpected nice. for some of the other teams. Um, I mean, everybody knows my strengths. Like, they're very blatant and known. Um, so if those teams that want to that are going to play us that haven't played before, like, want to go back and research, like, that's all good. Um, that'll be fun for them. I do feel like that's really, that's an interesting aspect to this whole season because there are there are a bunch of rookies coming into this year and you can go back like we there's plenty of real for us to know what your specific strengths are but not a lot of us know what any of these new rookies strengths are so that's yeah. going to be a really interesting team dynamic and i think that that's going to be a lot of fun for sure yeah i mean it actually puts um it actually puts the rookies at a 
in, in an interesting advantage in that aspect because there are some, I mean, there are some rookies that have come to us from the fan leagues that we can obviously go back and research their past matches. But there's a lot of rookies that have never played in the Schmodown or in the fan leagues that there's nothing to research. Right. Like you just literally have to try and stalk them as much as humanly possible and see what you can discover and see if you can just kind of go off on that. I love how everybody's saying Beauty and the Bandit and Beauty and the Bagel. Guys, Ben is so much prettier than me. So this is all just describing him. So. Yeah. Ruby's bagel. Ben is so Ruby's pretty. Bagel. I adore him. He is such a good looking boy, but like he is way he's prettier tall. than I am. He's, he's very tall. Wow. I know. I'm so excited. I'm not going to be like this mountain of a female standing next to a shrimp. Of, no, I'm not, but I don't love Devin. I love you too, but oh, I love that's not my size. Uh, it is, is what yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> it seems but, short uh, to me. It seems pretty short to me. <laughs> You're tall also, Billy. Calm You're down. You're a bit of a pocket person, so. <laughs> but to be fair, anyone who is taller than 5'5 five five is tall to me, so. Normal size. <laughs> normal size is average, tall. Average, not average. normal. Average. Okay, oh, average. Sure. Median height. Median height. <laughs> <laughs> You should be um, boobies, bagels. There you go. It's combines Kevin Smith and bagels. <laughs> I kind of like that. I actually kind of like that too. I, I mean, we'll, well, we're we're still playing around with a whole bunch of uh, a whole bunch of themes, and like, um, apparently we're we're a little heelish. Ooh. So really, kind of, look, kind of looking to. Uh, to <laughs> Sorry, I just looked down in Chris Adams. Rachel is one of the few people who probably could call Ben boy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll do that to any man if I'm angry at him, so it's fine. So, um, bagel bites? That's who we're talking about? Bagel bites, yeah. <gasps> bagel bites. I was joking that we should bring them to the match and just throw them out into the crowd. He's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like please don't. Um, yeah. <laughs> but no, he's the bandit now, and it's it's really yeah, good. Um, he did have gimmick. a... He did have a match against Bonnie that taped this last Saturday, which is a fantastic match. Um, if Wait, you played Bonnie? I thought. Uh, oh no, not Bonnie. No, Bonnie RB3. played. RB3. Yeah, he played Barbie three. And then Bonnie. All of the matches this weekend were whoa. Like I assume they taped like nine Bonnie matches this weekend because they got her in studio. You <laughs> might never know when you're going to get her again. Did you so, see that tweet that Bonnie Somerville did with Ben Goddard where she did that little thing where she zoomed in on Ben Goddard? Did you see that? Oh, with the heart? It was so cute. <laughs> that is my favorite Schmodown couple, and I hope that that bit runs for a long time. Oh, I, 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 I will actually be shocked if they end up ever going out on a date. Like, <laughs> honestly... It just seems so, it, it, like, it just seems not unlikely in a bad way, but just, like, like she's so busy. <laughs> and he has such an insane schedule. Like, he hustles like nobody's business. So for them to meet up, I think it would just be unlikely, but very good if it happens. I feel like she would destroy him. Let me just put that out there. <laughs> oh, of course she would. <laughs> I mean, she would, like, they're, they're like, Black Widow style to be all over for him. You would no longer have a partner. <laughs> Just be laying on the ground with one arm twitching. <laughs> uh, I mean, as long as we don't have a match for like a month, like that's fine. I, I, we can, we'll heal him. We'll get him back into fighting shape. It'll go. be fine. Yeah. Well, you're in the den. 
I am. So tell us about the dead. Actually, my question before I get into the dead is, if you had to be picked by somebody else, let's say you can't have been picked by the dead, who would have been the other person you would have been picked by, you would have liked to have worked with? I mean, I think that Roxy is an amazing manager. She really gets behind her players. She really gets to know them and their strengths. Um, like the, the things that she did with the odd couple and how she turned them around and like really got them working together was phenomenal. Um, working with Sam and by, you know, if, by, 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 uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can't Proxy say the word right now. Proxy. Proxy, yeah. Thank you. Uh, by proxy, Rachel, um, would have been amazing. Um, Rachel's still a good friend of mine. So like, if I have questions, like she, you know, will answer them for me and, um, uh, so that's not an issue. Um, I would have loved going into the dungeon just because, like, who wouldn't want Kaiser? <laughs> like, like, see, I, I, I become friends with people far too fast, and, like, we just get into this deep level of friendship, so it's really hard for me to know where to draw that line of, like, things to say and not to say during promos. <laughs> so... I actually really like the fact that, like, you know, Kaiser would have been talking a lot for the promos. Um, and he is also just an amazing manager. Like, he really does put a lot of work into his players. Um, I'm missing somebody, and I know I'm going to yell. I mean, Shannon. Yeah, oh. Billy. She's crazy amazing. Do you what? want to be in the Finstock Exchange with Gucci? <laughs> oh, I would have loved to have been in the Finstock Exchange. Like, honestly, I've been talking to Roca because I was like, look, Roca. Like, before our match, I was like, because uh, we were, Roca and I are friends. Like, we'll we'll contact each other and talk and stuff. Ooh, Tim. Ooh, Tim. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't see racial speeches about things too much. but uh, Roca and I will talk. We were talking about things about, like, how... Um, like uh, about just how my matches prior to him have gone and like, you know, who I've been paired up with and like things that I could have done to like prepare better for them. Um, and it was, uh, it was just really nice getting that kind of like insider, almost like training with Roka. Um, and I think that had I had Roka as a faction mate along with Ben Bateman, who is like, the king of effing studying. Like he has study tactics for study tactics. Like the man who used to make fun of people for studying now yeah. known for the study king. Just like, it's hilarious to me. Oh it's, my gosh. It's, it's nuts. But like being on that team would have just been amazing. Yeah. Um, you could replace BC Bass as security guard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's, His name that's is very, very Jack BC, not JC Badass. <laughs> I'll let it slide. But, uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, You're talking about Jeremy. I mean, I mean, I just, I'm really excited this year to actually have and getting to see, um, getting to see Grace and Kate in action as a manager this last weekend was so refreshing and just so encouraging because, like, I know that that's what's going to be by my side for all of my matches, whether it's singles or teams. Yeah. Um, and they are so passionate. They would like take every player and be like, have you looked at the wheel yet? Do we need to go talk to them? Let's go review the wheel. Like, you know, and all this stuff. So it was just, it was really, really good to, uh, to see that and know that 
I actually have someone in my corner this season. That's amazing. That's yeah. a scuttlebutt I've heard from like the the tapings is that it was amazing how much all the managers were like super involved and like how it's oh, just a big yeah. evolution of everything. Well, I mean, the managers prior to this had all had always been involved, but to see it for every match was so wonderful because like there were a lot of players last season who did not have managers. Like it was more it was more realistic to see somebody not being represented and walked out than it was to see <laughs> having somebody in their corner, whether it was like a teammate or a manager, like that, yeah. it just didn't happen. Um, so like now it's, it's getting serious and it's getting crowded in that studio because, <laughs> because now like faction members are showing up for faction matches that aren't theirs and they're there to support and it's, it's getting big. So <laughs> I think the managers um, having such a, such a big spot for this season will definitely change the game so much for the better. And especially when it comes to terms of gameplay, like even with the live event that just happened, the, it shows that um, it, you know, Bobby Gucci wasn't able to be there for Dan Merle, but Ben Bateman was, but yeah. ben still played a prevalent role inside of that match as a manager for it and doing what they did. So I'm super pumped for this. I'm super pumped for you to have, you know, Kate Mulligan and and uh, and Grace being your manager because I was very worried about Grace. Um, I thought she was going to maybe take more of a step back. So hearing you say that makes me feel so oh, much. No. I love. I, so I mean, when when you think about it, Grace has been involved for like four seasons. Like yeah. she knows the game. So like. Having her and Kate paired up together, like, is just a just a, a golden match. Um, and so, yeah, they were they were there for all of the matches, um, for all the den matches. Um, both of them were just sitting off to the side, like talking and like strategizing with the competitors, and it was it was really really good to see. I'm super pumped. Yeah. So now I got like eleven days to study. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So how uh, how are the rookies that you've seen so far? Are some of the rookies living up to the hype, or they uh, or not? Are some of them don't have any hype? Um, there are some that just like a lot of people don't really know about. Mm -hmm. Um, that like there like there are some there are some rookies that like I know on a personal level, but I don't know like on a competitive level. Um, uh. I don't know what I can say without giving away some of these matches, though. <laughs> um, we do no, have I'm... one of your den mates, Mr. Sean Selvin, inside of the chat right now. Hey, Shawnee. That's true. Oh, uh, that being said, he does. Yes. Um, Jillian's been trying to whip him off a little bit, trying to get him back to studying. <laughs> get, back like, to study. get back to studying. And I no, agree. Sean needs, Sean needs to take a little bit of a break. Let him <laughs> let him sit, sit and enjoy the friend time. And I mean... <laughs> It'll be fine. I have my fantasy team. I don't. We don't allow breaks on my fantasy team. Yep. You, you work your ass. He'll <laughs> still. Really he'll still kick some ass. <laughs> so Rachel, really quickly, in our last show to action, we had Andrew Dimolante on, and Andrew Dimolante works with his wife, um, studying and stuff like that. Sean also <laughs> worked with his wonderful girlfriend inside of the Schmodown and stuff like that. Mike Kalinowski and Shannon have worked together. And there was that little little bit that we should have a little wives of the Schmodown section. I want that so bad. I really want to pitch that to Christian just to have like, cause we want, we, so Molly is in a class of her own because Molly helps with um, Alex. 
So we were thinking of having um, Molly uh, announce a significant other's like wives match between um, Jill and, oh my God, what is her name? You just said it. Oh, why am I blanking? Yeah, sorry. I've I've been studying far too much that I'm like forgetting real people in my life. Yeah. And I'm like, understand. I'm like, Nikki. no, it's not Nicole Kidman. Um, yeah, Nikki. I want to see. I want to see like. I want to see like a rose match between <laughs> Jill and Nikki with Molly at the table. I think it would be hilarious. Like if we were still doing like, uh, th- like for the exhibition matches. If we weren't doing the what if ones, like I think that it would be really funny to like have a wives match. I think it'd be great. That would be amazing. Yeah, and I think I, to, they can come on to chill, and Kim can come interview them and stuff. <laughs> oh my god! We're gonna bring this is Kim a dream on. come true. It would be so funny. <laughs> I would love that. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Paul. I love you. Okay, that's all right. I get it. I get it. Kim's my better half. I know. Uh, it's Kim time. Is my, Kim is I my do, showdown mom. <laughs> I do. I do love your wife. I do. Everybody seems to. I mean, she's she's kind of awesome. Like she's pretty damn amazing. You're kind um, of a lucky man. I did yeah. marry. I did marry up as Josh McCougar told me. Uh, quite blank, straight blank to my face. Yeah. How did you marry her? Schmodown mom's her. in the chat talking about uh, Rachel's mom's brownies. Uh yeah. There's a Sorry, den. I froze there. What did I miss? All I heard was brownies. Has the den gotten the brownies? Not yet. No, mom hasn't come down yet. I think she's gonna try. I was gonna try and get her down. Uh, for my match, but it's not looking like she can get away from, from work. But I will be doing if if I have the time the night before my match, I will be making brownies. Nice, sweet, 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 sweet. yeah. Okay, well, guess what time it is? It's gonna be time for our favorite section on this show, a little thing called This or That, a little bit later than we usually go because we just love talking to you so much. But if you haven't seen our show and this is your first time viewing, I'll be giving Rachel two choices. Uh, well, multiple oh, questions, two choices. She gets to choose between them. She can expand on them if she wants. There may be context. There may not be. Some written for her. Some are just our normal questions that we ask everybody, just to kind of get a baseline. So okay. let's just start with the first one. We always ask this question. There's oh, only one on. right answer. There's only one right answer. Are you team guy or team trader? I am team Snickers. Just <laughs> guy. <laughs> wow. You know what? I gotta say, no one answered that. That might be the best answer we've heard yet. Correct answer. <laughs> I, I can't pick anybody over answer. my nest pup. I just can't. I did like, say I, that. <laughs> there's one correct I, answer, but there's not a lot. There's more than one correct answer. I, I can't pick somebody. I can't pick a human being over one of my nest puppies. The nest, or what? One of one of my one of my nephew's puppies. Like I, I love Andrew's um, uh, Instagram stories where he's just showing Snickers at the dog park. Oh, I know. It's the best. Like part every of every time I see those, I like instantly text him. I'm like, so when do I get to steal my dog back? Like, <laughs> <laughs> fair point. Like, I will say like that he, was... he he and Leia are my dogs. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Fair point that when I had a and we had Andrew on chill, I told him that Snickers had to make an appearance. It was like a contractual obligation with him. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. so. who wants just guy? Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> who wants to see that beautiful face of his? Oh. <laughs> Give me puppy drool. Every time. <laughs> 
yeah, Team Snickers. Oh, in terms, I guess you also love Tim Franco's dogs, I suppose. I do. Oh my God, they're so big and fluffy <laughs> and little and fluffy. Oh, oh, I, you. I mean, you walk out of there looking like you have a fur suit on. No. <laughs> No. 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 I'm gonna ask it. Snickers or Leia. Snickers or Leia. First of all, they would they're such good friends that they would never compete against each other. They would just ignore the F out of everyone and just like snuggle and play. Like Honey. that's all they would do. They're like, Fair whatever. Enough. We're gonna hang. I love them. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. We got our next one. Spectacular or free for all. Ooh, well, my chances are much higher of me getting to compete in the free-for-all. <laughs> so I'm going to go free-for-all. I also think it's, I, I mean, so the spectacular is, um, I mean, it is spectacular. Um, it is crazy how important those matches are. Mm -hmm. Like, they're always belt-holding matches or number one matches. Like, they're a big deal. But when you get to go to the free-for-all, I don't think you understand that we all just get drunk and wander <laughs> around. And by all of us, I mean specifically me and Robert Meyer Burnett. Um, <laughs> like like last year. That drunk and wander around sort of club. <laughs> oh, Jill, we were all drunk at Spectacular. <laughs> like last year at, for Spectacular, Fair. I brought a handle of Jameson, hung out on these emergency stairs in the back in the back uh, stage area, um, mainly because they had us get there like an hour and a half before the show even started, and then they started and it was like a ten minute preview and like I was on first, so like I literally had to I I hid my jug, <laughs> I hid my, my handle backstage like underneath like people's personal bags in a dressing room underneath you um, underneath and my snuggle spot <laughs> I, I mean i might walk out with the entire bottle this year just to make sure it stays safe um there i would not blame you at all which i thought was really funny that people like really liked that i came out just drinking for the free for all they're like yeah rachel's got a drink in her hand i'm like <laughs> it's saturday of course i do um <laughs> It's also free-for-all. There's a long history of drinking in the free-for-all. Free-for-all. Oh, my God. I mean, if you listen, sharing Jameson. If you, if you listen closely, <laughs> towards the end when Janine is on stage, you can hear me drunkenly being like, that's my girl! <laughs> <laughs> because Robert, we, Robert Meyer Burnett and uh, Riley and his fiance Julie and I were all like just off of stage left at that bar that was right there, just drinking. <laughs> and like Robert Meyer Burnett and I were just like, I mean, he drinks like half my my whiskey whenever I bring it to the studio. So we were just like, he was like buying me drinks because he'd already drunk like half my bottle backstage, and uh, we were just still. Drunk Ken versus Drunk McCoover. Yes, I'm <laughs> all in, Jeremy. Um, but it was just like Robert Meyer Burnett. Like those last like seven or eight rounds, like you can hear us very clearly. <laughs> like just cheering and booing, and it was so much fun. But yeah, I think I think free for all over spectacular. I think it's I think it's a bigger bang for your buck, honestly, because everyone is there and everyone wanders and everyone hangs out and 
it's just, it's so much fun. And there's like, everybody's so chilled and relaxed out because it's like, we're all there to have fun and it doesn't start getting serious until like the last four rounds anyway. So nice. Yeah. Fair yeah. Free for all this March 21st, March 21st, March 21st in LA, get your tickets. They're still available. Join the Patreon. Tickets. It's at the globe. It's a really beautiful venue. It's super fun. Come down. Okay. Uh, I got some other ones now. How about this? Bill S. Preston Esquire or Ted Theodore Logan? How dare you try and split up Wild Stallions? Wild Stallions Wild right Stallion. together. Um, I, I but on that note. But on that note, it, it has it has to be Keanu. Keanu, okay. Wait, in, in which movie though? That's the question. Uh, it does it, it does not matter. Johnny Utah. It does not matter. Because <laughs> okay. in the first one I take uh, Bill S. Preston, but in in the second one I take uh, Theodore Logan. Okay. Mm. Interesting, interesting take there. Yeah. Okay. No, it's it's. I mean, my heart resides very firmly with Keanu, okay. no matter what. Fair so. enough. Ben Affleck or Matt Damon? Wow. <laughs> uh, um, I, I'm going to have to take... Oh, shit. Um, i got to take Ben. Okay. i got to take the Affleck. Yeah. Um, maybe it's because he's more movies. Yeah, yeah. That's you true. Had, yeah, I mean... Have you seen Reboot? No, that's our conversation we're going to get to. Oh my God. Okay, we'll save it for then. But yeah, so Ben. Okay. Ben Affleck. Speaking of that, does anybody, hopefully, ever can go watch the Wayback trailer that just came out and dropped today? The second Wayback trailer for Ben Affleck, directed by Gavin O'Connor of it Warrior looks- Miracle. So. And so oh my God. Good. No, it looks amazing. So good. So I can't wait for that. I, I think it's going to be Ben's best role ever. I think so like too. honestly, I think it's so personal to him, and it's. I think it's a really beautifully. I, I, it, I don't know. It just. It. I. I can smell Oscar on it. I, I, I hope. Do. I hope he gets it. I. I really do. I think it's definitely in in, in that category at this point. Is it a book? I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's. I think it's based on a true story, but I don't know if there's a book. Okay. Mm, that could be right. Yeah. Be sure. I'll look into that. Okay, uh, here's one that's probably gonna maybe most. Well, just wait first. Yes, Affleck was the Bob and Phantom Geo. Yeah, it was. Sure. Fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> Brody or Banky? Fuck, <sighs> Brody. Brody. Okay. I'm sorry. All right, all right. I, I can go That's a tough one for me too. The good thing is I don't have to answer these, so I'm, I like to throw them out there. I don't have to answer them. Billy how had a follow-up, though. How, how many men can you not? How, how, how many men can you say has been called callow and then gets back at their ex by having sex with them in an elevator <laughs> the same day? Like, oh my god, he called him callow. I thought that was the only part of the letter that was complimentary. Oh my god, <laughs> means frightened and weak-willed. <laughs> so, like, literally, I've remembered that word my entire life because of that movie. Thank you, Kevin. Nice. That and schooner. <laughs> sure, I didn't definitely order that. Billy, what was your follow up to that one? Go ahead. You can get your uh, Brody or Randall? Ooh. Yeah, that's a tougher one. Fuck you. Um, 
while you're thinking, I just want a quick sidebar and say that you know we got a good this or that question when the guest says "fuck you." My favorite Kevin Smith characters, and that's not okay. Um, <laughs> I blame Paul. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go, Randall. Right. Yes, I agree. Actually, oh, boy, I love Jason Lee, but Randall's my favorite Kevin Smith character of all time. Because like, he's you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so you're a little bit bigger version of Randall. That's all. I'm not joking. My life after Randall. I'm not joking. When I have the the apartment to myself, I will literally walk from my room into the kitchen doing the Randall. <laughs> And I'm waiting for one day for me to realize that I'm not alone because someone will start laughing. I'm just waiting for it to happen. <laughs> Still checks out. Yeah. Now we're gonna make sure uh, that you guys that they stop cameras in your apartments so you can just catch it, catch it. This is not Big Brother. We're gonna smooth down Oh, there's a challenge dropped there. Wait, what was it? This is uh, Christian wants to challenge you. To the schmobades. Is wait, wait, is that Christian? Yeah. yeah. I 100% accept. Well, I got oh, it there. We oh. will talk to Alex. We will uh, let you know that the challenge has been dropped. The challenge has been accepted right here on Chilled Action. Done. A future Schmobates episode <laughs> will be Christian this, Harloff. This is gonna determine how many matches I have this season. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And who I go up against. He's like, okay, That's you want, you want to play singles? Merle. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Well, that, that's a, that's oh, a unique Oh, man. <laughs> Big Schmobates this Wednesday. It's uh, Mike Kalinowski and one queen of the Schmodown, Shannon. That's true. I, Mike I love that you're starting this civil war for them because yes. that bodes very well for everybody who's facing them. You need to learn. Oh, hey, oh. I, I asked what they wanted, what they wanted to define snub as, and that was what they came back with. I was playing by the rules. You know, I love rules. You know, I love asking for them. Oh, is that what Alex? Said? Alex. Yeah. Fault. No, I asked. I asked if they wanted who was snubbed, like who was left out of the uh, out of the nominations, or who That's was not, not, or who didn't win. And she came That's back with who didn't. Win. Yeah. And that was what I was told. Well, yeah. Alex makes mistakes sometimes. I guess that as well. Yes, that that is true. They did lie to you. No, it was zero. Fair enough. It happened. Honestly, if like Christian knows this, but like I always have questions about everything. Like I'm always like, okay, so what exactly is a modern classic? Can you define that for me? And like I will ask all of these questions and just go on and on and on and just be like, because I like to find loopholes. <laughs> I'm that asshole. So when somebody asks, like when there's like definitions of things like that, I'm always like, okay, but what defines it? Like what defines a new release? Like give me a time frame because that's what I need to know. So now that they, now that we have managers to go through, I just feel super bad for Kate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, okay, so here are like my 200 questions. Um, but yeah, no, it's I uh, yeah, I I would love this is gonna be interesting. It's modern and a classic. <laughs> Oh, damn it. That's the easiest definition I've ever heard. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> mouth. It's modern. It's a classic. The, 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 yeah, the definition 
to the title. I also consider, I personally consider Out Cold a classic, and nobody knows that movie. It will never be involved in any Schmodown question. So, like, there's a difference. What movie? Out Cold. It's so good. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> it is a I loose, love that movie. It is a loose remake of Casablanca. <laughs> I've read that. I've read that that, that theory. Yes. <laughs> watch it because it is so interesting to go back and watch it with that mindset, and you're just like, "Wait, what? what who are the Nazis in Out Cold? Well, no, I guess they are Nazis in Out Cold. The guys who come to buy the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like old Nazis. Yeah. They even have like special outfits. <laughs> They're uniform. They're actually yeah. called uniforms. <laughs> Are they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough, he should have definitely played. He definitely could have played uh, Stumpy. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> oh my god! I told you that they credit me for creating snowboarding. I don't want it. They just keep giving it to me. So good. Modern Love classic. It. Modern classic. Modern classic. <laughs> Like literally every time it comes up online, like Ash Crossan and I are like all constantly tweeting back and forth, like just literally like 20 minutes worth of the gifts back and forth. Just like we love this movie so much. Oh, that's so good. So it has a man making love to a hot tub. That's how amazing it. it is, folks. <laughs> go, uh, go up in it. Love it. Go up in it. Well, shall I continue or not? We're done at tangent there. I will continue. They will say that when uh, Billy brought up the uh, idea of Mike versus Shannon, Tim wanted to know, Tim Frank on the chat wanted to know if Mike was going to talk about how uh, he's better than Tim at Bond. So I want to know what you think Mike Kalinowski versus Tim Franco in a Bond exhibition match. Oof. Um, Pick any of those. I think that it will be the most well dressed match we've ever had. Because <laughs> I'm pretty Tim sure. Tim was a nice t shirt. He is a t shirt game is on point. Who, wait, who's? Tim's? Tim Franco. No, oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure Tim, Tim, you'd whip up a, a, a tux for this, right? Like, you have to. Like, I would even wear, I would even volunteer to like dress up in a gown and like pour martinis for people. That, oh, that yeah. right there. Um, yeah, uh, no, I think that the, I, I can't even touch that one. Like, that is just. <laughs> fair story, fair story. But they keep uh, stumpy, so what am I, who am I to argue? Um, no, I, I think that Tim and Tim versus uh, Mike in a 007 match is almost akin to a Whitwer Alex Damon match for Star Wars, like, honestly. Right. Or the swimsuit from Goldfinger. Please don't. <laughs> I don't know if anybody wants we're, to see we're, any of we're that. the tux. I love you, Tim, but. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fine. We'll move on then. Uh, let's see. Uh, classic here for our show. Poutine or loaded fries? Um, it's easier for me to find vegan loaded fries. Nice. Uh, understandable. 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 But, in Vancouver at Stormcrow, which honestly, for all of you nerds, I know everybody who is watching this is a nerd. If you ever find yeah. yourself in Toronto or Vancouver, seek out Stormcrow Tavern. Stormcrow. It is the nerdiest place I have ever been. They have a shot menu that you pay $5 for. You roll a 20-sided die, and whatever it lands on, you get that shot for $5. <laughs> It's wow. so much fun. Okay. Like I all like of that. 
the entire menu is themed. Like my my poutine is the Riverdale. Um, they're the Riverdale poutine, and it's so much fun. It's it's just one of the best things. <laughs> They've got like okay. poutine, please don't die, really. Poutine can be vegan. Can yeah. it be vegan? I can't, yeah, I can't find vegan cheese. It, ve yeah. There's vegan cheese. So vegan really delicious. Yeah. This is very true, by the way. Chris says your Rachel knows every spot in like every city in the U.S. Like where to go, pretty much. Honestly, give me a major city and even some like minor ones, and I will tell you where to go. I traveled for 17 years. Like <clears throat> I literally can still. I, when I was in Cleveland, I went to a bar that I hadn't been to in five years. It's called Becky's. It's like three blocks behind the Play Square uh, uh, theater. And you just walk in and they literally give you a platter that's about that big, like no nice. joke. Stacked high with tots. They double fry them without you ha having to ask. So they're super crispy and crunchy on the outside, delicious on the inside. It's amazing. But what? I walked in and someone was like, wait a minute, you used to come here. I'm like, oh my God. Yes, yes, I did. Thank you for remembering me four years later. Yeah. Where everybody knows your name. I no copyright check. Now, here's another one I was going to ask, but I don't know if I can ask this one now because of Christian's appearance in the chat. I was going to say pick a schmo, Christian or Mark. Can you answer that legally now with Christian in the chat, or do you want to defer? Don't, don't, don't make me pick between my two dads. That's not okay. Yeah. Um, no, they're, they're just so... Wonderful. Um, Christian let me compete, and Mark it basically is like almost dating my mom. It's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's it's no, they're they're both just so supportive and so amazing, and just like they're there for everyone, and they just want to see everybody succeed because when we succeed, they succeed. Um, and it's just a really great environment that they've created. And I honestly don't know what I would do without this family. So. Thanks. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they're big supporters of us too. So we have to likewise no, send our appreciation to them as well. Yeah. Okay. And one, of these, one of these days, Mark will let me steal Molly for an afternoon. That's all. Oh, please. I actually told him, I was like, so on the off chance that you can't watch Molly, if you don't call me first, we're not friends anymore. <laughs> Fair enough. Just so we're clear. <laughs> Here's what I have to ask you. I have to ask you this. Now, this is the Action Army Generals. I've had to talk about this recently in our chat. How do you say, I'm going to spell a word. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. And I want to ask oh how you say this word. C-O-U-T-O-N. It depends on where I am in the world. I'm not even joking. Where, wherever I am in the US, like I will literally like just form my words to like when I hit it, when I hit Texas and Chris can vouch for this, Chris and Robert can vouch for this. When I was in Texas <laughs> with them hanging out in Austin, I yelled hard. Like, y'all comes in heavy. So I was raised by a Midwestern mother. So I say coupon. Correct. That is the correct answer. That is the correct answer. You say but, coupon, it's not coupon. It is in certain places. No, it's not. It's it, in it's, wrong it places. Is. In wrong places, uh, okay. yes. But you no, know, I say coupon. <laughs> Good. Fair enough. Fine. You put pineapple on pizza. I'm <laughs> vegan, so yes. There's only so many toppings that are available to me at like regular like Domino's or Papa John's or whatever. I know we're not supposed to order from them, but they have that amazing like garlic sauce that I will actually drink. Um, 
exactly. I don't know what a coupon is. What the fuck? Um, but no, I, I I do. But I don't ask other people to eat my pineapple. In fact, if they do, I stab them with a fork. Um, <laughs> I don't ask people to eat my pineapple the same way that people don't ask me to eat their pepperoni. There you go. We live in a symbiotic agreement. Yeah. All right. Uh, here's one from earlier in the night. I just threw this one together. Romeo or Tybalt? Tibble. Okay. Yeah, girl. Tibble. Mercutio. Disrespect Mercutio again. Uh, <laughs> the star of that movie. I mean, to be fair, I do love me a cross-dressing black man, like nobody's business. Harold Perrin um, did a great job in that movie, so. But Tybalt in the opening scene at the shootout at the gas station. <sighs> Fair enough. Can't handle it. And like I while I love Leonardo DiCaprio, Romeo is a whiny 15-year-old douche. <laughs> Fair enough. But I mean that's, that's, I feel, I genuinely feel like that's Romeo's character. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Like that's who Romeo is. I can't stand Romeo. Yeah. I was always like, let's go back and talk to the nurse. Like she seems awesome. She's <laughs> yes. with these kids. Yes. Tim Franklin's Paris all the way. Let's go hang out with the priest who's whipping up these drugs to stop these kids' hearts. He's got the best shit. That's all I got to tell you. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Get some of that nightshade. Mm -hmm. Hey. <laughs> all right. Single? I that for you, Rachel. What? I said I have this or that for you. Okay. Okay. Rancid or no effects? Ooh. No effects. Okay. Ooh. I really like I well I I I've I've toured with both of them, but uh Fat Mike uh is amazing and I just absolutely love him. Nice. I love me first the gimme gimme's that's what I, I would take them over anyway. <laughs> oh yeah, me first in the gimme gimme's is super fun. I really do love them. Okay, schmo around this or that singles or teams, which do you like playing better? Ooh, um well, I've had like four teams matches and two singles matches. I really like the win. Like even my loss to Roca, I think I felt better about than my one win in teams. Um, I I got I probably singles. I mean, I really do love playing with teams because there is that like camaraderie and like um, you do get more round two questions, which is what I really love, depending on the category that gets asked. Um, <laughs> but uh, I do, I do love singles because it it really is just like all about you and all about what you know. Um, it's, I mean, it's it's six in one, half a dozen in the other at this point. But I, I Christian, I want a singles match. Please don't put me against Mer uh, Merle or Bateman or Roca <laughs> again. Um, <laughs> Good question. That's a good point. He's gonna put you against Janine to spite you. Like, uh, you no, I, I don't know if I don't know if I'll face another female this season because it's 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 so spread out at this point that like putting two of the females that have been competing as long as we have together, it just I don't know if it makes sense or not. I mean, I would love face Janine. It would be very interesting because a lot of our strengths are incredibly similar. Right. Um, so we would have, we would literally have to get together and be like, okay, so what are you putting on the wheel, and what are you <laughs> like, what am I putting on the wheel, just so like we can have like four of both of our strengths on there, just to like really hammer it through. Because I think, I think a good, uh, I like, I yes, I understand that like you know the weakest link 
of your knowledge is what people test you on. But I think that it would be really interesting to have like a strengths match. Yeah. Like, yeah. like have, you know, four of my strongest wheel slices against four of her strongest wheel slices. Yeah. Opponents and, and, and spinners. I think that would be really, really fun. Um, but yeah. I think actually think Rachel versus Janine sounds almost like a live event kind of match. Like you'd kind of want you'd want to see the two women who've been there so long together, like fighting, being both of them being like the women who are gonna step up. They're both called like when they're gonna step up their next the next round. I, mean, so I think, I, I, I think that if they really want to do like a female centric match, I think that it'd be really interesting to team up like Haley and Stacy versus me and Janine. Really good match. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. No, Robert. Don't think I don't see you over there, Robert, with your uh, Chris uh, versus me for a Kevin Smith exhibition match. <laughs> We've been talking about this for months. I so want to see that too. Me too. So bad. Speaking Kevin of Kevin Smith, this is my final. This or that question. We'll wrap this. This or that up with Kevin Smith or Disney. <sighs> What are we talking? Like, I can't watch any of them ever again? Or can't my watch favorite? any ever again, we'll say. You can only watch Kevin Smith or you can only watch Disney. Death. <laughs> you, still get, you still get Pixar if you pick Kevin Smith. <laughs> I'd rather just die. <laughs> nope, I'm not Rosemary Baby in this. This is not okay. There is precedence. I think I have a lot of refusal before, so I, I think I could. It's like I, I feel the pain in your heart when I saw you. Yeah. I'm literally looking at my movie collection right now being like, I could never get rid of you. <laughs> I promise. Goodbye <laughs> <Not> forever. <laughs> All right. Well, that ends this or that. Do you want to start getting chat questions in now, Danny? That's right, y'all. This or that is over. So that means that it is time for all of y'all in the chat to go ahead and put your questions in. Anything that you want Rachel to ask. If we missed your questions earlier in the chat, please make sure that you bring them back in here so we can make sure that we get them answered. And while we do that, we're going to go ahead and plug everything we need to plug for call to action and all of that good stuff. Billy, anything you got going on this week? Anything like that? No, never. No. no. <laughs> Just talking shit. No, I, I already plugged Schmobates. That's my. Uh, that's about as. I won't be on there because uh, Mike Kalinowski is my mortal enemy. Um, <laughs> but, uh, Shannon's my queen, so you know that's that's a. Uh, Shannon's bad. Also, so you're really mortal. confused right now. Then you know. <laughs> mortal enemies of Mike. Uh, beyond, that's right. That's a thing too. It is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Paul. It's let them know what we have going on coming up. We have a couple things going on. I'll, I'll plug something in first myself. Uh, and Billy, you should plug this too. But Billy's going to be a guest on Class Action this week with me and Richard Derek Jarvey. Uh, we're having a very special episode where we're going to predict the Oscars, uh, tell what we think is going to win, what we want to win. And that's going to be on probably Saturday on the Action Industries YouTube channel. We're filming Friday morning on that. That we got going on. Uh, but in this channel, uh, for Chill, we have... The next two weeks scheduled out next Sunday. It's going to be a special Sunday. We have three weeks, I know? Yeah. I don't even know the third one. So you're, you've yes, got you do. Keep going. Okay, well, you're going to have to tell me the third one. I know, I, know two, I know two weeks ahead. I know the next week on a special Sunday, we're going to have the one and only, Rachel knows her very well now, her den mother, Kate Mulligan, on our show. That's right. The kid's mom ever? The kid's mom, mom ever. Mom. I don't love her so much. 
She's the best. So we're very much looking forward to that episode. That should be a fun one. Uh, and the week after that, uh, I'm going to talk to him and make sure he gets on Molly as well, because we're going to bring on Mark Ellis for a special episode of the show. Oh, God. Just you think I talk. <laughs> you, think, you think that, that we laugh? We're like three hours for this because he's. Oh man, you just you can't talk to him and not laugh. <laughs> Absolutely, he's just like the funniest. Oh, just I, Mark Ellis is one of my favorite favorite person to talk to, like in person, because he just like looks into your eyes and just like gets into your soul. So dream weaver. I will say that too. When Mark, you talk to Mark Ellis. He's one of the people who genuinely listens to you. Like, you know, he's not going to just like blow you off in small chat. Like he'll, you'll say something and then like five months later, he'll come up and he'll, he'll bring it up and talk to you about it. It was like, it's the smallest thing. And really genuinely just one of the nicest human beings I've ever met in my life. So great. Sorry, Paul, I wasn't listening to you. You never uh, <laughs> Billy, on the other hand, is a fuckwit, but that's okay. We love him anyway. I at least know who the third uh, guest is, but Danny, why don't you go ahead and tell us who the third guest is? <laughs> the next guest on, on the 24th is my favorite manager coming on for this season, Mr. Winston Marshall. Oh, okay. yeah, I need the flaggiest and blurs. <laughs> I didn't know that was confirmed. I didn't know that was in the works. I didn't know yes. that was confirmed. So. Sweet. doesn't read my message, obviously. Yes, no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what else we got going on this year? We've got a stacked month for Chill to Action, so we are very, very pumped for that, y'all. Yes, very much so. And also coming up next Sunday, this coming up Sunday, we have Ladies Night coming back um, with myself, Miss Kelsey Kins, who is in the background of the chat. Thank you so much for doing your doing your mods, girl. We love you. And uh, the one and only Alex Soshek, Mac Daddy herself, coming in with a very special guest Sunday, y'all. We have the one, the only, the mama of Call to Action, Miss Kim Denuzio. <laughs> Kim. <laughs> Somehow they talked her into it. I try. I, I, I don't <laughs> I like her. Out of it, but I don't know. I don't. I, I don't even know. I, I don't know if she would do it for me either. Even so, but that's okay. That's true. We got Kim coming in. So once again, y'all, please make sure that you get your questions in. We're going to start answering those questions right now. Paul is going to start wrangling some of those in so we can get them on screen. If you have anything that you want to ask Rachel, go ahead and ask right now. And I will ask one more thing before we do that. We actually never got to Kevin Smith. I'm going to see the road the Roadshow reboot this Friday. I am uh, so jealous. <laughs> My sister gave it to me for Christmas. I'm so psyched. So psyched. Wait, are you going to you're going to see the Roadshow? Yes. Like, with Jay. With Kevin and Jay and then the um, movie. So I'm excited. I, I feel like I shouldn't be as jealous as other people because uh, so before it before they started the tour and before it like really got released, they did a screening of it in Burbank at the AMC, um, and I went obviously, and I ended up sitting two seats away from Steve Coogan, uh, who is from uh, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. He's the one who does the dishes. He's like amazing. He has a guest role in uh, reboot. So it was packed theater it was a legion m screening and we're sitting there and i am obviously just like my body is humming because i'm so excited to see this and it's it's everything i have wanted in my life like this was like another end game for me um and all of a sudden like out of the side my side vision 
in the tunnel, I just see this guy wearing this purple jacket and jorts and I like start crying and it's Kevin. And he like walks down to the front, like introduces the movie and like, at, like does a few like Q and a questions and stuff. And he's like, so chill. And I'm just sitting there like trying not to audibly sob because he means so much. Did somebody's cat just die? I don't know what that was, actually. I don't know. Right, balls. No. <laughs> Mute your mics! It was the howling of the wind. But, uh, but yeah, so it wasn't my wind. Um, <laughs> that was not a howl on my end. Um, but yeah, so he was sitting there, like Steve like reached over and like, touched my arm. He's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. I'm just happy. <laughs> So like, I didn't get to do the road show because I actually that their show in LA that I had great tickets to that I legitimately could not give away. Nobody wanted them. Like I was li like, it literally got down to like, th like four hours, four or five hours before the show was supposed to start. And I was like, literally anybody who can go just take my tickets and go and have a great time. And no one took me up on them. And I was so upset that they just went to waste. Um, but uh, that was the same night that we closed in El Paso for John Leguizamo. So I was like a little bitter, but like super happy to like get to close it out with John. So it was fun. But yeah, it's amazing. I am like, people are very drawn out on it, but um, uh, yeah, people are very divided on it. But I think that, and I, somebody else said it, but 2019 was just literally littered with movies that are considered love letters to fans. Oh. That to me was one of them. Oh, that's perfectly fine. That's that yeah. perfectly fine. So, all right. Nice. So, before uh, we move on, really quickly, I do also want to shout out a show, a new show that we have on the Call to Action Network, Call to the Fan Leagues. Episode two is coming on with Full Metal Trivia on Friday. So, anyone who's a part of the Fan Leagues or watches the Fan Leagues or wants to get to know more about the Fan Leagues that are a part of the Schmodown, please check in to the only show about the Fan Leagues on the Call to Action Network on Friday with Adelaide Spence doing that, hosting that, all of that good stuff. So, please definitely make sure to check that in because that is a new show that we are trying to push and get out there and we would love for all of y'all to check that out the minor leagues of the snowdown by the way i just i just heard that that howling was actually christian howling in pain because he realized that rachel's a lot stronger than he is and might actually whoop his ass and smoke don't start shit i've heard that's what i'm hearing i don't know Paul, you can't like put the, the finger into like the when you have headphones on. It doesn't work. Like. It really works as a, as a headpiece. Somebody else is actually talking to me in here. So. Yeah, you know, let me talk into my, my microphone. I'm just getting the my, girl, you know. <laughs> have to find out though, huh? All right, here we go. Rosemary's Baby or Sophie's Choice? Uh, <laughs> we can give all those we had. So. Oh, I have the. I wish I had. The, I okay. So it's been a weird little bit that I always get to pull out a book for something for some reason, and I do have Rosemary's <laughs> Baby, but it's all the way over there in my kitchen. No. Uh, oh. They're both just like horrible, like not horrible movies, but like oh, <laughs> emotional and just ripping. Um, I'm gonna go with Sophie's Choice. Okay. All right. Yeah. Megs, one of our new action army members who we love greatly. Oh, Megs is so great. Oh, awesome. We love Megs. Uh, what do you most want your manager to do for you during matches? <coughs> um I, I I need them to know the rules so that I can focus on my match. Um 
I want, I need them to be the ones who are listening closely to my opponent's answers to make sure that they said them correctly, because that has happened a lot um, in the past where someone like the Ninka Ningo uh, situation that Mike had, um, mm -hmm. even though it was written down, like things like that get said a lot um, that don't necessarily get picked up on. Like there's a lot of times where I'm watching matches and I'm in, you know, I'm just watching them. And um, somebody says something, and I'm like, whoa, wait, did they say ing or er? Like, there's a difference, and, like, that's what I need. I need my managers to be, like, the nitpicky versions of me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, and also just be there to, like, help me strategize and, like, you know, know, know the game, know the league, know the players, understand how I deal with stress and, like, make sure that I'm not freaking out over something stupid remind me to take it one question at a time. Like they just, just be, I need just, I need them to be my Jiminy and just like keep me going down the straight arrow. That's a You're Disney reference, y'all. <laughs> okay, so yeah, no. There you go. Hey, got there you go. <laughs> Cam Shaft wants to know if you have any funny stories of Hannah as a roommate. No, I'll um, take one of those. The hot man. The hot man. The hot man. Um, not really funny. I mean, like, we have funny moments where we're just, like, hanging out and making each other laugh. Like, honestly, this living situation is amazing. I've got uh, Alex, uh, Marzonia, and uh, Brandon and Hannah are roommates of mine. So, literally, this apartment is just the den. <laughs> like, Nice. We're all in the den. So, we're all just, yep. <laughs> and that was even when we were uh, living uh, at uh, the old apartment. Um, but, yeah, we... <laughs> It doesn't happen as much anymore, but Brandon used to be sitting in his room, like either with you guys, like chatting with you guys. And I'd be watching from the living room on like a 20 second delay. And he would say something and I just yell at him. And like for people watching, it would seem like completely out of nowhere. But in my time it was like lives and I would like run in and like harass him. <laughs> Mainly just hug him because I'm a hugger and I love making people feel uncomfortable in a safe way. Uh, uh, Rachel Silvestrini hugs are the best hugs. They're pretty gold. I'm gold. literally right here. I'm like, literally. No, <laughs> Billy gives like, really good hugs too. Right I had a belly hug and it was pretty epic. It's true. But it's <laughs> when they're like Rachel was there for my epic dance contest with the random. Oh dude my god! <laughs> that was. I almost forgot that that happened. That was <laughs> It was a very late, late night. I think that was like four o'clock in the morning. I think it was. Oh my God, that dance off. Oh my God, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, shit. That guy was not ready. Like with a puppy tilt, just like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, mm -hmm. um, yeah, no, Brandon's great. Uh, we make each other laugh. Like we're constantly laughing in this apartment, so it's really nice and chill. And um, I helped him study for his matches, and he's helping me study for mine. And Alex gets involved, and we're just like a really good team here. Nice. Okay. I like. Uh, Jack D. Man, I want to know where you rank his first evening with Kevin Smith among his filmography. See, I don't count it with his filmography. Like those are those are one man shows to me, and so those are kept like separate but equal in my mind. Mm -hmm. um, and I love everything he does. Um, honestly, well, not everything. We, there are a few things we don't talk about or acknowledge. <laughs> um, 
But uh, no, I love that first evening with Kevin Smith. It is. Yeah. I mean, it's so good. I actually had a, a, a memory pop up on Facebook uh, a few days ago where one of my best friends and I went to go see one of his, uh, I think it was uh, Jay and Simon Bob are getting old. Mm. We went to see it at a movie theater in New York and literally both of us posted, like we almost threw up because we were laughing so hard. Like, <laughs> we like, we got so excited to go see it. We like got a big old bag of popcorn and like some sodas and we're sitting there. We're like, just eating and stuffing our faces. And then we started laughing. I'm like, I think I'm going to throw up. Like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> it was so funny. We were laughing so hard. Like, just literally, like, streams of mascara down our face. <laughs> it was so great. Uh, Brian Usman wants to know how good your partner is without spoiling anything. Have you talked to him? Do you know how, how good he actually is? Pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah, all right. All right. Pretty damn good. We're a fan of the bandit on this podcast. I mean, he's been hanging out at the, he's been hanging out working for the Schmodown for a while now. Like he knows the game. He knows the players. Like um, he's just now getting experience sitting at the desk and answering the questions. Whereas before he was just standing off screen or like off, off the side, like answering them with a bunch of us. So he's great. Yeah. Not a question, but I want to say Eric is in here saying that he made it for the end of the interview. Yeah. Happy to see him. Eric, I don't know if you heard it, but we have, we're talking Christian versus Rachel in a Schmobate competition. Do you think you can make an epic promo of that? Just oh, my God. I know you're busy. I know you're busy, but I just want to throw it out there. You got to shoot your shot sometimes. Just you know, let us know what your availability is. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, talk about a real star of the Schmodown, honestly. Like, Eric is such a rock star. He is, he puts, I'm, I'm, and, and I am sad that he's not competing because I think that he would do really well. But, like, dude, your promos and your, everything you do for this is just, it's so appreciated. And so, it, it literally is what is taking this game to another level. So, thank you so much for all of the hard work that you do and all the hard work you're going to do because this season is going to kill all of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, so, I'm, a big shout out to, to Eric for that because we did have a joke on Twitter. Eric and I had a joke about how he was going to make me a 30 second Schmodown reel for like dates. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my God, yes. I mean, that's basically what the season seven promo is. Oh my God. So, shout out. It's perfect. Jenny, do yourself a favor. Go back and watch like video dates, like video dating from like the like the sixties and seventies. <laughs> Dude, when you're like seriously, just put that on like a loop at a party. Just <laughs> put on YouTube and just put those things on. It is guaranteed entertainment. That's all I'm gonna watch on Valentine's Day while I'm home alone eating popcorn, drinking just, tequila. Just be like, I'm okay with being single. This is absolutely fine. Yeah. <laughs> A friend of mine found her dad on one of those things. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, Father's Day is never gonna be the same for him. Wow. Ever. I think yeah. Brian Cranston was on one. Brian Cranston? Either he was on one or he used to film them. He talked about on a on a on a uh, talk show. I think it was on um, the Graham Norton show. I know exactly he what about how he was he on. Was no, I think he used to film them. I love. Oh, okay, he used to film them, but I think yeah. he did one because like they needed an extra one or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Practice letter to All right. Amazing. Uh, yeah. 
Camshaft wants to know, like, maybe run down the list of some of the bands you've worked with. Oh, Jesus. Well, I did Warp Tour for, like, eight summers. So that's, like, 300 bands right there. Um, what eight summers? Because I used to go to Warp Tour during the um, summer. I did Cal just the California dates in 2005. I did 2006, 7, 8, 9, 11, 13, 15, I think. Wow. Those were the yeah. years. I don't know. My passes and bad is like <laughs> in my room. But one yeah, of my, one of my ex-boyfriends used to do. Um, he used to kind of manage a band that was on Warp Tour. Set your goals. Was oh, I love those babies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. So, um, set your goals. So I got to go on Warp Tour a couple of times for that. That was a lot of fun. I actually got to meet Haley Williams and Katy Perry when Katy Perry was on Warp Tour. That was the uh, was that the summer? Was that her first summer? Was that the summer of uh, I Kissed a Girl? Yes. She went that summer. She went from side stage to having nobody know yep. who she was to main like to main staging it and like I played dice with Katy Perry. Oh, I beat her in a dance off. Get it, girl. No yeah. No surprise there. Peter in a dance off backstage, Virginia Beach. Nice. That was fun. It was really sad because everybody thought that she was such a bitch because she never like would come out and hang out with us. But like, she was so busy that summer doing like press and interviews that like, if she wasn't performing, she was on her bus or at the media section like doing interviews. She was so busy. I felt so bad, but uh, I became really good friends with some of the guys in her band that are like the nicest dudes who then ended up going on to play uh, for 303. Nice. 303. Uh, 303. I love those guys. Oh, Nat and Sean are just the best. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Warp Tour, Warp Tour is a very hazy time of my life. But actually, um, somebody mentioned um, in one of the, I think it was the SEN Live Facebook group. Um, how they want to get, um, they want to get Spencer from, uh, that's not Icy Stars, fuck. I know, I Spencer, if you're watching this, I know you're not an Icy Stars, you're not a The, whole, the horror, they did um, a horror album. Yeah, um, so he, I mean, that's all they do. And why can't I remember their name right now? Oh, I'm so angry. If somebody knows, pop it up in the, uh, in the chat. Um, but they did, he is oh, such sorry. a great, um, he has such incredible horror movie knowledge and like some of their albums were um, Ice Nine Kills. Thank you, Doug. Um, Ice Nine Kills, yeah. They actually were on Warp Tour because of me. Um, not even joking. Um, they were friends, them, they were friends with another group uh, called Phone Calls From Home, who's one of their band members, older brothers was in a band that I basically like adopted the year before and like, would let them leave their stuff in reverse daycare with me. And then like the next year I got a call from them and they were like, Hey, our younger brother's band and like another band are like doing what we did. And just, can you watch out for them? And so like, I got them, like I would check them in every now and then or like make sure they got fed because like baby bands don't like, they were literally a pirate band. Like they would just follow the tour and not have passes or tickets. And so I would feed them and stuff. And so, um, yeah. It was uh it was fun. Uh but Spencer is a good boy and he's super nice and a friend of mine is engaged to their bassist, I think. So I'm I would love to get Spencer to like do like a horror off with Bibiani and Haley and I think that'd be amazing. Nice. Yeah, I'd Thanks. love to get some of those like punk rock musicians like into the studio while they're on tour. 
Hell yeah. Great. Okay, this is a question. I can't pop up on the screen because it's actually too far back in our chat, but I found it earlier. Uh, it, Jeremy Miller wanted to know if there was anything from wrestling that's going to be inspiring your Shmodan character more as you develop. I think specifically. I think so. I mean, there there's a lot of really amazing female wrestlers. Um, I don't watch WWE. I just watch AEW. So um, Chris Statlander is amazing, and I think she's so weird. She's like, she like plays this alien and she like boops people on the nose. It's the cutest thing. Like that's how she talks. She like pushes her nose and then like touches somebody else's. It's so sweet. Um, but she's a badass. And then there's Big Swole who is just, she's so tiny, but she is just like this power keg of just muscle. Um, but everybody comes out and there's Britt Baker who is apparently now a heel. She's insulting Tony Schiavone, which is not okay because he is a legend. Um, but she cuts a promo that's super great. So. I've been going back and watching a lot of those things um, and just kind of like figuring out what my character is for this season and how it fits in with everything else and who I'm supposed to be going after. So that has a lot to do with it. So little, yes. Oh my God. Orange Cassidy is the best. <laughs> you guys don't know who Orange Cassidy is. He literally does like the absolute nothing. His big move is to put his hands up in the air into his pockets and then like playfully tap the person in front of him with, <laughs> Like on their shins with her, his feet. <laughs> like lose your mind. It's the funniest thing. Oh my he god! Does, he does a tope suicida with his hands in his pockets. Yeah. Yeah. Suicide dive it's through, yeah, suicide through the top the and middle ropes. Yeah, with his hands in his pockets. And with sunglasses on. Like I don't yeah. understand this. He's the cool, and he like does this. Like everything is kind of like half-assed. Like he doesn't give a thumbs up. It's like it's this. He does this. Yeah. He like, does the, the politician point. He's like, yeah, but like not like that's way too high energy for him. For him, it's yeah. And like he put his sunglasses on and like a jean jacket. It's it's he's amazing. Um, oh, he's I would love, oh yeah, I would love to be an Orange Cassidy of this league. That sounds amazing. Um, but yeah, I I mean I pull from wrestling. I pull from uh, movie characters. Um, things all like that so it'll be it'll be interesting to see what this year produces okay robert adams our one of our favorite this is a guy who, who was snubbed from the awards definitely christian definition snub not <laughs> uh what do you think will win the best picture at the oscars or who do what you think will win, think will win? Yes. um yeah. you can go through who you want to we'll throw that in there uh, I think 1917 is going to win. Ugh. Um, I mean, I, it was it was a beautiful movie. It had me on the edge of my seat. Like it was so wonderfully done. Um, and okay. getting to like watch all of those like behind the scenes videos are fascinating. Like the scene that they did where he's running through um, uh, at night oh, through the, the through the, the tower. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, with like the 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 firework and all that stuff. Like it was. And then you see it, how it was originally shot before they like screwed with like the lighting and everything. Oh my gosh, it's amazing what they did. Um, I actually, I know this is gonna, people are gonna hate me for this. I actually just watched Parasite yesterday. Oh, I still haven't seen it. So <laughs> okay, like it's a movie. I didn't really see what the like. I, it was very well done. The story was disown you as a roommate right now. <laughs> I know, right. He loves that movie. Probably shouldn't talk so loud. Um, but no, like I and and I I can see why it just didn't 
it just didn't hit that note for me, I guess. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think I think the Academy is going to give it to 1917. I do too, honestly. I, 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 and I know people are going to hate it. There's no way that the, the, the Irishman should have been nominated. That movie is pure trash. <laughs> Wait, which hour of it? If I want to watch a good movie with any of those guys in it, there are Goodfellas. Just go watch Goodfellas. Yeah, just go watch Goodfellas or Casino or uh, The Godfather or anything. Like, I would rather watch (laughs) The Devil's Advocate on twenty-four hour loop than watch nothing. I love that movie, but like you touch him off with then Keanu. I'm waiting for the bad parts. It's great. (laughs) People, people, people think that it's Pacino's like worst movie, and I'm like, I don't care. I still like it. It's fun. They seen The Irishman. (laughs) Like it. There are so many better Scorsese movies and so many better performances and movies and roles that each of those actors, all of those actors have played. That I'm just like, it's 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 a watered down version of all of those movies congealed together. It's kind of like, a, like we were talking about before. It's a love letter to the previous generation. No, because I loved those movies. And now I'm just like, ugh. <laughs> I think my tweet it was like watching an 80-year-old with ED try and masturbate for three hours. <laughs> Fair Why? enough. Like, yeah. if they want to hang out, they have each other's numbers. Just fucking hang out. <laughs> I, don't need to, I don't need to watch that for three and a half <laughs> hours because you guys want, like, to relive the glory days. Like, find something good. <laughs> Chris Adams, the other set of fanatic, wants to know, can you put a good word into the dead mother? When she's ready to drop two players, she knows who to pick up. Well, I will say this. We do have an open spot. I don't know if this was made. I don't know how many people knew about this, but I know it got announced. But um, our other, I cannot remember her name for the life of me. And I feel Diana so. Diane Yeah, Diane got dropped. Um, not dropped, but she backed out. Right. Um, she realized that. Um, her work was starting to pick up at a faster pace. She is like a writer and producer for like Netflix TV shows and stuff like that. She's amazing. Um, but she realized that she uh, wasn't going to be able to commit to what all of this requires. And so she very graciously backed out. Um, and so now, um, now we have an opening. So if we, I will say, I will say this, uh, Chris, uh, we do have like three teams on our faction. <laughs> I would love to get you on any team. Honestly, like I would love for you to be in the den, but I just want you guys to compete because you guys are phenomenal and I want you to come and hang out as much as okay. possible. Yeah. Stardew wants to know what your favorite pizza is. Uh, favorite pizza? Yeah. Ooh. Um, in Minneapolis, there is a place called Pizza Luce and they have the most amazing vegan pies, like to the point where one of my oldest friends lives there. And whenever he picks me up from the airport on our way home, there is a very specific exit that once we get there, I know it's time to call pizza Luce and they literally will greet me by name because the phone number pops up with like all of your customer history on the computer in front of them. And they'll be like, Oh, Hey Rachel, how have you been? How's your tour been going? Like, they have all of these amazing notes for me and they're just like the nicest people ever. And they're like, so you're regular. And I'm like, yeah. And they just deliver it. And it's like the most amazing thing. And they have like, oh, it's like, it, 
it's like vegan sausage and onions and barbecue sauce and uh, jalapenos and pineapple. It is delicious and tangy and hot and spicy. It is amazing. And yes, Frank, it's still on. I love Robert. Seeing <laughs> that I'm on, it will always be going on. It's true. We are closing in on two hours. I'm so sorry, guys. I talked so much. <laughs> Uh, or he's going to see what he's going to do. I think it's about the uh, Christian uh, movie. Uh, it's Christian <laughs> Rachel <laughs> promo. So we'll go with that. That would be awesome. It'll be amazing. Yeah, he's not busy or anything. Not busy at all. No, no. Hey, you never know. You can ask. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I just had one. Oh, so we're going to start wrapping up soon. Uh, I'm just gonna, I think I saw at least one more question. I've got to scroll down. Uh, Doug Castle wants to know My Chemical Romance or Fallout Boy. Ooh, rough. Um, that I is just Fallout cool. Boy played at 12 people when they were opening for Armor for Sleep, so that's how far back my fandom goes with them. Um, <coughs> we're talking Armor for Sleep. Um, I This was way back in the day. I used to pronounce it uh, Armor for Sleep. Just because, because it's not the U? Yeah, and it, that was a long time ago. Okay, that's it. That's my rant. Um, shit. I'm for sleep in my cam. Um, oh, wait. No, sorry. Fall Out Boy or my cam. Um, I'm probably going to go Fall Out Boy. Okay. Like, I mean, if you're going to go like emo, let's let's get, do like the ultimate emo where you dashboard confessional or death cab for cutie. Dashboard <laughs> in my soul. <laughs> Holy crap. I got to go see them. I got to go see Chris uh, uh, like three years ago. Um, and I happened to, like, I, at this point, I just know everybody in the industry apparently. And like, there's his sound guy was a friend of mine from Warp Tour. Cause once you do Warp Tour, like, everyone is instantly family. Um, and so he like let us hang out in the sound booth with him. And like, we lost our ever loving minds. And it was so much fun. Like, when you hear, uh, uh, screaming infidelities start to play in a crowd of people in their 30s <laughs> instantly transformed back into like their late teens and like it is group therapy all over again like that's what I used oh. to call their, their concerts it was group therapy everybody literally just like you just did by saying it right now <laughs> no right like you hear the song in your head and it's amazing I love Death Cab I really do but like Dude, I went and saw them one time at a festival and it was like, they were like the fifth band on and I wasn't moving from the front and I like kept passing out while they were playing. Like they were amazing and I love Dustin, but like, no, nah, it's definitely, it's definitely Dashboard. And, uh, last one again. Really quickly, I'm sorry. Band called what? Good, clean, fun. Oh, I thought you said fun. I'm like, of course, have you heard of the format? Um, <laughs> Uh, it rings a bell, but it's not like a big it's, one. Uh, they were never big at all. It's a um, it's a straight edge pop punk band <laughs> for, like a billion years ago that has really. Never <laughs> go back and listen to good clean fun. It's great. Sorry. Okay. Oh my gosh, done. I'm gonna send, send you stuff. Send me a link. Yeah. Nibbler Falcon or Honey Boy. Um, Battle mm -hmm. Buff. I actually haven't seen either of them. I have the screeners to see them literally this week. Like they're literally like two in the next, like the next two in the queue. Um, uh, but I, yeah, I don't know about that. I'm going to have to say as of right now, it's peanut butter Falcon because it has like, McFoley in it. So. And Jake the snake. 
Jake the Snake, yeah. Oh, Jake the Snake, poor Jake. He's yeah. had a rough life. Yeah, he, he really has. DDP yeah. Yoga saved him. That's true. true. Yoga did save him. I hope I can save his son. His son's behaving like an ass right now. And this is, uh, yeah. And this firm crowd, this is not a question. I actually just want to let you know, no, we're not spelling the hitman wrong in the clutch hat. This is a running joke we've had when Jake Yacoveta, our friend Jake Yacoveta, actually accidentally in a chat typed. It was initially a, a typo. We typed hot man. It was a Freudian slip. And we have not <laughs> let him live it down since. And now Brandon kind of calls himself the hot man. The hot man. Well, to be fair. The year of the hot man. The year of the hot man. Drew and Ben did hop on it like no Real quick. They oh. were like, oh, we're in on this. We're like, okay, cool. <laughs> there is no one who hops on a nickname faster than Ben Bateman. It's true. You ben are Bateman so right. Unless, unless it's one for him. So much. Can I tell you unless that I, I initially, I mean, I know this is kind of a, trick, a, a topic now. I uh, When I coined Bagel Boy, I sent a schmo, schmo about it to, uh, to send live about Bagel Boy. Ben Bateman, within 30 seconds of that Schmobot, tweeted out, Bagel Boy, that's going to stick. And then he just totally went with it ever since. Literally. And here we are. <laughs> and here we are. Where months but later. Ben Bateman made, always makes a mistake of uh, revealing things to me or when I'm in the chat that come back to haunt him. That's true. Too. Like a certain name that he'd, ra that he does, he'd rather, <laughs> like if someone called him that, he wouldn't care. He wouldn't care if it's Bagel Boy. And that's what we're going to chant at him in Atlanta. Dick farts. That's his. Like, what was the one from New from after New York? Oh, was that <laughs> Dick farts? <laughs> that Ben Bateman's. Like, new what are you doing, buddy? You knew I was in the chat. Like, <laughs> just like that's how he posted man. that picture that Ben uh, Billy just snapped it up and made sure T-shirts out of. So, oh, the greatest T-shirt ever made. <laughs> it's like, it's I don't visual, like. Oh. <laughs> so good, so good. All right, well, Danny. Y'all, <laughs> it has been two hours with our wonderful and great, uh, the queen of call to action right now, Rachel Sivastrini. We love you so much. Thank you so much, babe. You're more than welcome. I feel so bad for always making this run like super long. I could go for three more hours. I love no, talking to you, honestly. Like, I really could. So, yes. Rachel, thank you for coming in. We'll do a marathon one day and just like. <laughs> We've done like, I'll be on the whole time. You guys can like come and go as you need to. You stick around long enough, Jarvi will get up. Jarvi will get up and he can he can start jumping on. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just put uh, nanny cams of our dogs on there with you and you can tell them what the boys they are. They're such good boys and girls. Three yeah. more seven hours of Rachel telling dogs. <laughs> What good boys they are. Break our call to action record. Thank you so much, Rachel. Is there anything that you want to plug or get us in, in the know for right now? No, yes. but if you guys aren't like, I understand that money is tight, but like if the $10 tier this year is going to be extreme, I highly recommend getting in on it. Um, also, like watch all the matches, like all the matches, forward them to people that you know or think will enjoy them. Um, regardless, send them older links if you. <laughs> where, where are you? I miss you. Come in the apartment. I'm so weirded out right now. Uh, the hot man. The hot man is here. But uh, yeah, just just support as best you can, uh, however you can. Keep interacting. Keep being amazing on the Facebook pages. I know that there was that whole thing about us not like 
not interacting with you guys, but like, just be nice, be kind, be excellent to each other, guys. Like, be super cool. And we are so grateful to have you guys. Thank you so much for this. Follow me and The Den on Facebook or on uh, Twitter. Um, you can find both the links to uh, The Den on my Twitter, which is RM uh, Silvestrini. Um, you can find me on Instagram at the same handle. Um, don't add me on Facebook because if we're not actual friends, I will not add you. Um, but I am super active on all of the pages. So, thank you. Yes. Very true. That is right. Y'all know where to find me. You can find me on Twitter at Danny Joy. You can find me here every Monday with my lovely co-host, Mr. Paul Denizio, hanging out. We got some good stacked up shows for you coming this month. We cannot wait. We are super excited for everyone on the Call to Action channel, for everyone in the Action Army, for Ben and Drew, our, our lovely dads, all of that good stuff. We love you. Thank you so much, everyone in the chat, for hanging out with us tonight, for going this long with us tonight. Thank you so much, y'all. We love you. We can't wait to see you next week. We will see you coming up on the Call to Action show. Thank you so much, y'all. We salute you. you.